engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Erickson here. So glad to have you with me. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, really am delighted to have you with me, and I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I, well, yeah, I think I actually want to go and, and take Aaron's phone call to start this before I move on to the Disney topic. Uh, relevant to the last hour, um, news continues to grow about the menorah lighting in Williamsburg, Virginia that they have canceled it. Uh, they had said they would do it, and now they've canceled it because they're afraid that by participating in a Hanukkah event, this artist festival would be taking a side in the Israel-Hamas war, as opposed to it's a holiday. Aaron, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hi. How are you today, Eric? Good. What's going on? So I think you hit on two really important points. The first being, you know, the left loves to say that this is not anti-Jewish, it's anti-Israel, but then they always equate Jewish holidays, which have nothing remotely to do with Israel, you know, and they'll be like, no, nah, it represents it represents a genocide. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, um, it, it, it's remarkable to me that, that uh, we we are told all the time that uh, Israel and, and Jewishness are distinct things until something like this comes up. Absolutely. Um, the second point that I really liked that you said was when you said, you know, how there keeps being the, yeah, we condone anti-Semitism and, you know, there keeps being an and. For some reason, by the BLM rights, God forbid you 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 said the word "and" or anything. It had to be just right. solely that. So I'm really not sure why the left feels the need to, you know, bully everyone um, into making that distinction. Well, because um, you know, um, there's in places like Michigan, they've got a, a distinct Islamic population that and it's a swing state. So. We we got to talk out of both sides of our mouth so that I mean they they don't lose power. That I mean honestly, that's what it is. I mean let, let's just make no bones about it. It's because of power uh, that they're doing this. Aaron, I appreciate the phone call. Let, let me just spend one more moment on this because you do need to understand this. There are states like Michigan where there are large Islamic population concentrations. Now, uh, Muslims make up a percentage or two of the United States. It, it's interesting, you know, in study after study after study, I believe the Heritage Foundation and others have pointed this out, when you cross the 10% threshold, as some in uh, countries in Europe have, uh, Islamic um, fundamentalism rears its head more, calls for Sharia, calls for separate legal processes for Muslims, things like that, begin to get louder. When it's less than 10%, it, it's not so much. In parts of Michigan, there are some communities that have uh, are dominated in, in the Islamic community, uh, Dearborn, Michigan, and, and elsewhere. And the cultural shifts you see in those communities reflect that. And by the way, there's nothing per se wrong with that. 
it's when um, the Americanness and the American values are put by the wayside, the uh, plurality uh, positions of the United States that we've long maintained of peaceful coexistence between religions in this country where everybody can have their religion, but there's no set state religion. That then becomes problematic when you have uh, areas of the country where that begins to start changing. But in those areas, particularly in Michigan, it's a swing state. And because Michigan is a swing state, it's why you didn't see Gretchen Whitmer rush out to condemn what happened on October 7th. Because she had to figure out how to word her statement because she was concerned about inflaming the sensitivities of the Islamic communities in Michigan. The Democrats can't just condemn anti-Semitism because a lot of Muslims vote for the Democrats. There is a political reality here that people really haven't touched on. If we are a nation, keep in mind that uh, it is presumed that in 2016, Donald Trump won, like became president by about 70,000 votes. And Joe Biden became president by about 30-some-odd thousand votes. If those are the margins we're talking about, given the dynamics of the Electoral College, you make a group of Islamic voters mad in this country, they decide not to vote for you, that could cost Joe Biden the election. Joe Biden, who talks a big game about moral clarity, Joe Biden, who talks a big game about standing up for what's right, Joe Biden can't condemn anti-Semitism out of one side of his mouth without condemning Islamophobia out of the other side of his mouth because it's the raw politics of the Electoral College. He's got to worry about Muslim voters in Michigan costing him the election. So he can't stand with the moral clarity he claims he has. He's got to nuance everything because he's afraid of alienating voters who might support Hamas. They don't want to admit it. But you know and I know it's true. They can't otherwise engage on the subject. They have to do the both sides stance because they don't want to lose votes. Now, um, I want to I, I want to talk about the Disney issue um, because I think it matters on a larger scale than what people may otherwise realize. And in fact, I'm seeing a lot of people dismiss one of the basic outcomes of this. There's a saying that's taken up on Fox News and the right, uh, go woke, go broke. A lot of liberal reporters dismiss this. But I think it's increasingly proving to be true. Look at Bud Light. The sales of Bud Light have just dramatically, uh, dramatically, wow, can't even talk today, dramatically declined, drastically declined. The sales of Bud Light in this country, it's no lo- it used to be the dominant beer in this country, not anymore. It was always trash. But it has collapsed in sales after Anheuser-Busch spent a lot of money with Dylan Mulvaney, the trans guy who pretends to be a woman. He, he dresses up as a woman, pretends to be a woman. It offended a lot of people, and it wasn't just Dylan Mulvaney, though, because the head of PR the Ivy League grad head of PR for Bud Light also went on about how the image of people who drink Bud Light is too male, too fratty, too broish. They needed to refine it. Uh, they needed to change it. She was deeply ashamed of that image, it seemed. Well, the Bud Light drinkers of America rebelled. 
and drove up Modelo, Miller Lite, Coors Light. They also had an increase in sales, but Light went down. At Disney, Disney's been just doing a lot of dumb things lately. There was the um, there was the video, and now I I want to be somewhat diplomatic here. I wanted to be somewhat diplomatic, but I I'm reminded of one of the Disney presidents on a Zoom call talking about how she had a transgender child and a gay child, and that she wanted her children to be represented in Disney movies, and I just what are the odds of someone having both a trans kid and a gay kid? And see, it, it's hard for people not to, to think you mean this disparagingly, and I really don't, but what are the odds? What what happened? I, I'm guessing there was an issue. I, I'm, I, I wonder what her guilt level is there in what she's trying to push as an agenda within Disney. It's just I, I'm I'm sorry, but when I when I heard that, I was like, "There's there's got to be a parental issue here." So often, there's a parental issue, and a lot of these people, plagued by white guilt, parental guilt, whatever at Disney, they decided they needed to diversify. They needed to they needed to um, I don't know, wokeify Disney. It's had a cost. My kid, listen, I, we don't talk about politics at my house. We really don't. We send our kids to a classical Christian school. They get educated there. They are decidedly not woke. My kids, my kids spend a lot of time listening to Ben Shapiro. In fact, it's gotten to the point where I have to text Ben and ask him to work something into a monologue just so my kids will believe me. Because you know your kids over time, they stop believing you. But if, if you go to the people that they do listen to and those people reinforce things, I found a backdoor way to my kids' minds is get Ben Shapiro to talk about stuff on his podcast. <laughs> but Disney, like my kids noticed early on, like my daughter, when my daughter was little, she did not like to watch the Disney Channel. She did not like to watch the Disney Channel because she felt like, and this was my kid as a kid when she was little, that she said the boys were too much girls. That's how she put it. The boys were too much girls, and as she got older and more articulated it, particularly as her little brother wanted to watch Disney, and she she was very insistent. My, my wife and I were not. My wife and I were absolutely clueless that it was my daughter who was deeply hostile to the Disney Channel because she said the boys were as concerned about their looks and appearance and things like that as the girls were, and that it wasn't very boy-like, not manly, but boy-like, and she didn't like it. She thought there was something wrong. Well-raised child. And over time, Disney more and more got more and more wobbly in his movies. The, the subtle gay characters and the gay kisses and, and the, the characters who were clearly intended to be transgender and things like that to go along with the cultural identities of the left. And I realize there are people who say, well, everyone should be represented in a Disney movie. Well, but when there's no reason for it, when it's gratuitous, when it doesn't serve a plot point, really? No one should care about the sexuality of Disney characters. But Disney decided it needed to do it anyway, and they needed to diversify. The, the, the Snow White movie that's apparently coming out is just set to be a disaster. People tuned out Disney. D 
Disney went woke and now it's going broke. It's having financial ramifications. And even Bob Iger, the president of Disney, who, by the way, in the past had been pretty vocal that Disney needed to stand on the side of the artists and what the artists care about. He's now saying, guys, we've gone too far. We've made it. It's too in your face. And it is. That's the point. You know, the remarkable thing here is that for a very long time, the subtle indoctrination of the left that groups like Disney could do, they got by with it because people let it slide. But then they decided to be in your face with it, and people revolted. They could have had it their way. They could have done a slow, like, like the f- proverbial frog in the, bo- in the pot of water. Bring it up to boil slow. The frog stays in until it's boiled alive. Now, that's not really true, but you know the proverbial image there. That, that, that stands for, and Disney could have done that, and they chose not to. They chose to get in your face, and people turned them off and turned away and turned their back. Because you go woke, you go broke. There are still a lot of liberal reporters. My whole reason for talking about this is I, I was reading a, about a liberal reporter who's very upset with Bob Iger for saying that perhaps they went too far too fast on cultural issues. He's like, it's, he says it's nonsense. This go woke, go broke stuff, it's a great saying on Fox News, but there's no data to back it up, except there's ample data now from Disney, from Bud Light, from so much more, from Target, no less. And the left can't understand their views are being rejected by the average person. And this is what I don't think the left understands. There is value in subtlety. The left decided they did not have to be subtle anymore. And by deciding, they did not have to be subtle anymore. And by deciding to be in your face, a whole lot of people who they otherwise could have indoctrinated have rejected them. The go-slow approach for so much works. You know, the saying, time heals all wounds? It's why I've never thought that the race-based sins of the past would continue to hold us down because time heals all wounds. The future is less racist than the past. And yes, the race hustlers, they sense it, and so they've got to go out and make money and cash in and stir grievance and keep it alive to try to profit. But time heals all wounds. Slowly, slowly, you can change minds. But Disney decided to rush it, and now like Bud Light, they're having financial problems, and it serves them right. You go woke, you go broke, and they'll learn it eventually. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. You can be live on Eric's show by calling 877-97-ERIC. That's 877-973-7425. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. An amazing story um, from Marginal Revolution. A Canadian woman, Ms. Ducolo, Dugluzo, she was diagnosed with cancer. She was told she had no more than two years to live and that she was not a candidate for surgery. 
There's a procedure called HIPEC, which involves delivering high doses of chemotherapy into the abdomen to kill cancer cells. She was told that she was not a candidate for this surgery, and would she like to commit suicide, that the state would not pay for her treatment, but they would pay for her suicide. So the Canadian woman decided to go to the United States. She got treatment. She's fine now. She's not going to die. The treatment worked. Did what they needed to do. Mercy Medical Center in Baltimore, Maryland. She had to pay for PET scans and CT scans out of pocket. Uh, Canadians, if you get health care out of the country, are reimbursed by the government for that health care. The Canadian health care system is refusing to reimburse her now because the Canadians said that the treatment wouldn't do her any good and that uh, she should have stayed in Canada and done more, more research. It would have been too late. She probably would have died, but they were able to get the cancer in time in the United States. Um, y'all, again, for the people who want universal health care, for the people who want Canadian or British-style health care, a whole lot of people are going to die as a result. A whole lot of people are going to die. I do believe the the climate change people, that's one of the reasons they want universal health care is because they know how many more people are going to die. Meanwhile, you can come to this country, get treatment, and uh, get saved. They saved her life. The Canadians, I don't know if y'all are aware of this, there's a growing problem in Canada where the healthcare system is now using assisted suicide as a way to relieve the cost burden on the Canadian healthcare system, telling people, eh, and we're not going to give you this treatment, but we'll kill you. We'll pay for you to commit suicide. It's how they're offloading costs. It's remarkable. So I had to go stand in line this weekend to ship some packages. I've got stamps.com, and normally I would not have to, but I had to ship uh, with a different carrier, and I was reminded of how miserable the experience it was. I had to, I was returning stuff for my wife, and it came through a, a carrier that shall not be named, and so I had to go to their place and stand in line. I have not had to stand in line to ship packages in a while, thanks to stamps.com. Because I get access to UPS and post office rates, find the fastest or the cheapest option, save up to 84%, and arrange pickup at my home or office. I do not have to go stand in a line until yesterday with the uh, carrier that, well, I, I, I don't want to disparage the carrier. It, it's, it's not a big one. It, it's a small carrier, and it aggravated me. Stamps.com saves you the headache. Right now, you can go to Stamps.com, click the microphone, type in my name, Eric, and you can save. You get free postage, a free digital skill. You start saving now. No long-term commitment, no contracts, no lines to stand in. You can arrange pickup at your home or office. Stamps.com, click the mic, put in Eric. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I got to play for you part of this. This is James Carville. He was on with Bill Maher on uh, Friday night. I'm a Christian nationalist. Absolutely. This is a a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda to this country. Let me tell you something. They have the Speaker of the House. They got probably at least two Supreme Court justices, maybe more. 
right? Don't kid yourself. And, and people in the press have no idea who this guy is, how he was formed, what the threat is, and this is a fundamental threat. A fundamental threat. You know, I know and like James Carville. He's just wrong on so many things, including this. Um, if it were 18 Christian nationalists who had boarded those planes on September 11th, 2001, the World Trade Center would still be standing. If it was 18 Christian nationalists instead of Al-Qaeda, the World Trade Center would still be standing. To say that Christian nationalists are a bigger threat to this country than Al-Qaeda or Islamic terrorists, uh, it's wrong for the sake of being bombastic. It's wrong and so intentionally wrong as to get the attention of the left to use it, to weaponize it against people. What is Christian nationalism anyway? There actually is such a thing as Christian nationalism in the country, but uh, what it has come to mean for so many people is icky Christians in the public square. They view Mike Johnson the Speaker of the House, as a Christian nationalist because Mike Johnson believes that Christians should be in the town square and they should be using their ethics and morality to shape the town square. By the way, if you're a, if you're a secularist, you believe that your views and values should be used to shape uh, the public policy. You, you Christians apparently are the only people in the country where the left says you're not allowed to use your values and morals to shape your view of public opinion and, and policy. They, they will say, well, you can, but you can't impose it on others. But that's what they want to do. They want to impose their will on others. They want to impose their values on others. I mean, look at the number of people in this country on the left who intend for boys to be in your girls' bathrooms. Look at the religious fundamentalists of the left, the secular fundamentalists. And by the way, it is a religion. Secularism has become a religion, and it is a religion that has no concept of grace or mercy, and it will impose itself on you. It will put boys in your girl's sport because the boys have declared themselves girls. And yet they want to make the Christians the bad guys. James Carville will throw the Christians to the lions. And he'll say, not really just the Christian nationalist. Well, what's a Christian nationalist, James? Someone who believes that their views should shape public policy? That's what everybody does. I mean, when you go into government, you believe that your values and your views are the right ones for the country, and you seek to pass legislation or guide public policy in the direction of your values. Every single person does it. There is no person in public policy who is not guided by their view of wrong and right. But they make it a pejorative when it's the Christians who do it because they think they can scare people. They think they can turn people to the left, I guess. The problem here for James is he well knows, and, and he knows it because he's talked about it, is that the largest growing group of minority voters in this country are uh, Hispanic voters. 
and they tend to be socially conservative. When you're vilifying Christians in the public square, a whole lot of Hispanic voters will say, I guess you're not for me. But it's an easy cheap shot with Bill Maher, who's an atheist. Um, he, he doesn't like Christians in the public square in particular. Uh, he, I, by the way, and I, I'm, I'm friends with James. I, I know Bill. I've been on the show several times. He's as nice as he can be. Uh, I disagree with him on things. I agree with him. I'm always profoundly shocked at how much I agree with Bill Maher these days. He's very anti-woke. The number of progressives or liberals, I should say, not progressives in this country who have decided that they are anti-woke and have moved to the right as a result of it. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to see Bill Maher as a champion of free speech in this country, even the speech he disagrees with. And it's refreshing for him to note the amount of insanity on the left right now. But he's not one of us. Carville, for his matter, uh, remember, he, Carville has been out there blasting the conversations of the faculty lounge in politics, that the Democrats have been captured by the faculty lounge. The academic conversations of the faculty lounge, boys and girls sports and the like, having hijacked the Democratic Party, he's worried about that. Neither of these men is woke. Uh, they're, they're rather anti-woke, but neither of them is very fond of evangelical Christians. And so they will say things like Christian nationalism is a bigger threat to this country than Al-Qaeda. And again, if Christian nationalists were on those planes on September 11th, the World Trade Center would still be here and there would not be a crater in Pennsylvania or a re renovation to the Pentagon. But it's a cheap line that's easy to say. You know, I am increasingly mindful that we are more and more dividing as a nation. We're, we're not, no one wants to unite. It's, it's easier these days to divide people and to, to work people into frenzies about things. This is Joni Ernst. She was on Fox News. Listen to this. Again, the world is imploding right now, whether it's Iran, whether it's China, Russia, North Korea, and yet this administration, what are they focusing on? They're focusing on their green ideology with the climate. Um, that's all the talk from this past weekend, instead of focusing on our number one objective as a government, and that's to make sure that our people are safe. Amen. They're focused on this green ideology, this climate nonsense. Uh, Vice President Harris has been in Dubai for the conference. Did y'all hear about this? The, the private jets in Munich were frozen to the runway. One of them had so much ice built on it, 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 it uh, flipped upwards. It, it tilted backwards. That's always the way it is. Uh, you go to Dubai in the middle of winter for the climate summit, but the private jets in Germany are frozen to the runway because it's still wintertime. We still have these events, even though the left keeps saying we're not going to have them. And Kamala Harris went to Dubai for this. And uh, it, it's very funny that Dubai is where they had the conference. You know, Dubai made its money from oil. But Dubai pumped all of its oil out. My dad was in charge of some of the platforms for, the, for Dubai. My dad was a production foreman for Conoco. And Conoco uh, ran the Dubai Petroleum Company, which was the company that uh, extracted the oil. That's why I grew up in Dubai. Abu Dhabi still has oil. Abu Dhabi did not extract all of its oil. And it's remarkably funny now to watch these uh, people go to Dubai to discuss climate and fossil fuels. And 
you've got the head of it from Dubai saying there's no scientific evidence about giving up fossil fuels. And yet they are convinced we have to give up fossil fuels, the people on the left. The people who worry about Christian nationalists want us to give up our entire way of life because uh, they are climate in the church climate. The church of climate is far closer to al-Qaeda than Christian nationalists will ever be. The things of the world hate the things of God to begin with. The climate cult is destructive and violent. You have environmental terrorists around the world blowing up pipelines, sabotaging train lines, gluing themselves to famous pieces of art. Uh, I think I would rather have a Christian nationalist than a climate zealot. It is a religion with these people. By faith, they believe we're at the end of the world. I I saw a guy the other day, I I was dismissing this stuff, and a guy tweeted me the other day. And he said, there's there's merit to this. We, we We crossed the point of no return once already a few weeks ago. So wait a second. If it's a point of no return, how did we cross it and come back from it? He had no answer. It was a clever line he thought he could deliver unscathed. But no, no, the, the, we had a we crossed the point of point of no return once already. Um, you can you don't pass that point twice, buddy. But they believe by faith the world is coming to an end. It's 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 overheating and we can't adapt. They believe by faith in this stuff. I think I would rather a Christian nationalist than Al-Qaeda or one of these climate zealots who wants to blow up a pipeline or sabotage a, a train track to try to stop oil transmitting across this country. These people are zealots. And they're scary, too, because they control so many of the elite institutions in the country. They're censorious. You know, the Los Angeles Times and other publications now will not permit publishing an editorial or op-ed of anyone who is a quote-unquote climate skeptic. Never mind that they believe in global warming. If they don't believe it's as disastrous as the left says, they won't publish their take. They censor opposing views. They want to censor to drown out to make everyone be convinced that everyone agrees when not everyone does. I don't know that it's going to be sustainable. I I certainly hope it's not going to be sustainable. But here it is in Dubai. You've got Kamala Harris over there uttering nonsensical stuff to a group of world leaders in their flew in their private jets. John Kerry in a private jet in a Gulf Stream lands over there to lecture the rest of the world. They don't want to give up anything. They don't act. They don't act like they really think the end of the world is at hand. If they acted like it, I might believe it more. And, you know, I'm someone who has come around on the issue of climate change. I, I do think the world is, is changing. The climate is changing. The world is getting warmer. I, I'm, I'm willing to believe it. I think they overstate mankind's involvement significantly. We live in a, on a planet that surrounds a giant ball of plasma that itself is orbiting around a black hole in a galaxy filled with other stars. Uh, other planets have experienced global warming as well, Mars included without us and industrial revolutions on it. I I suspect there's something about the galaxy, our position in the galaxy, and our position around the sun that contributes to it. That's not to say that a bunch of people can't impact the climate. I think we actually do. There are 7 billion of us on the planet or so. I think you have enough people on the planet. They can impact the climate. But I think that the left likes to overstate our involvement and also understate our ability to adapt to it. I think it's an adaptable situation. It's why I don't really care about the issue so much. I care about the issue to the extent a bunch of crazy people want us to give up our way of life.
But otherwise, I don't care because I think we can adapt. I think we can change. James Carville says Christian nationalists are the biggest threat to this country. Bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. It's not the Christian nationalists making you give up your incandescent light bulb. It's not the Christian nationalists who are making you give up your stove. It's not the Christian nationalists who are making coal power plants shut down, reducing our supply of energy in this country, causing great economic turmoil if there's a massive cold snap or a massive heat wave. It's not the Christian nationalists who are doing any of these things. It's the progressive left. It's the progressive left. Instead of Boko Haram, it's Woko Haram. They'll cost you your job and your livelihood if you utter the wrong gender. They'll shut you down if you drive an SUV. They'll try to convince your spouse to abort a kid if you already have more than one. It's a religious ideology. It is a left-wing, dangerous religious ideology. It is more in kin with Al-Qaeda than the Christian nationalists. I'll take the Christian nationalists any day of the week over any of these people. They're not out to destroy our way of life. And by the way, what is a Christian nationalist? No one can really tell you other than it's a Christian who's shaped by his values in the town square. And I don't like that in large part because they tend to be successful because God's on their side. Now, let me tell you about Vision Computer. If you, oh, 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 well, no, I, well, yeah, okay, I'll say, okay, so, so my kid has a computer from Vision Computer, and I'm a Mac guy, and it's a PC that they built it, and we've had the hardest time without me taking the computer out of his room, getting him to shut it down at night and, like, stay off it and go to bed, because he's got a friend who lives in London, and he wants to play video games with the kid. Ha-ha, I called the Vision Computer number, and I figured out how to program his computer to wind down at night. And there's nothing he can do about it. That's what Vision Computer can do for you, parents. But also, small business owners, your secretary, your assistant having computer problems, let Vision build the computers for you. They can build the computers and then service the computers. So they save you money all around. They save you money in building you com- the computer that you need and you want that fits your solutions without being the one-size-fits-all big box store computer. And they also save you time and talent because you don't have to hire an in- internal IT guy. You just let Vision Computer handle it. Faster than a Google search, your employees or your kids or you can call Vision Computer and get the answer to your needs. How to do something on the computer, what to set up, how to get email support, what's wrong with the printer, all those sorts of things. Vision Computer does this for people all over the country. They can do it for you as well. All you do is you call them, 404-COMPUTE. You tell them Eric Erickson sent you, they'll save you even some more money. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are in the nation. Vision Computer can help you build a computer, build it for you, get it to you, and be your tech support. Visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Call them at 404-COMPUTE. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Hi, welcome. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I, I, you know, I wonder sometimes, um, do I really need the coffee in the morning? I have not had coffee today. I am miserable. I am so ready to go take a nap. I definitely clearly need the caffeine, and today of all days I needed. I had to be up extra early. So I commissioned a project. You will, for those of you who watch the videos, you will see it soon. 
Uh, if you watch, for example, if you text Eric to 33777 uh, and you follow me on Instagram and the clips of the show, you behind me is a window and it's actually a screen with the window next to it projected, but by putting it on the TV screen behind me, we can control the lighting, makes it easier for everybody, you know, bright days and dark days, control the aperture of the lens uh, without washing me out or, or making me too dark. And uh, so that's what we've done, but we wanted a wider shot. We've got some stuff coming. And so I commissioned some wall art and essentially it's a bunch, it's a hodgepodge of beams put together in a puzzle piece. It's four sections and it's put together. It, it looks remarkable. I'm staring at it right now. And hopefully tonight, if all goes according to plan, I will go to the gym, go home, feed my family and come back and rearrange my studio so that tomorrow uh, the wood paneling is the backdrop and not the window. I'm excited by, I mean, I'm really, it looks really, really good. So there's this company uh, in my community, it's called 7th Street Salvage. And they collect um, salvage wood from old barns and buildings. And I wanted something that was, was quintessentially middle Georgia. So all the, all the wood comes from projects in middle Georgia. And it's floor joists and, and floorboards and ceiling beams. And it's three-dimensional some of the beams are wide, some of them are skinny, some of them jut out, some of them don't. It's just gorgeous. Have you ever had one of those, like, it's an idea in your head and, and it just all works better than in your head? That's what's happened here. Now, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks before I get out here. OmahaSteaks.com, you go there, you save $30. If you go to checkout at OmahaSteaks.com, you put in my name, Eric, at checkout, you save $30 off already unbelievable great savings at OmahaSteaks.com. You're already getting the semi-annual sales site-wide 50% off, and you get 100% satisfaction guarantee. So you can get desserts, sides, steaks, seafood, you name it, shipped to your door. Deliciousness, great gifts to impress people at checkout. Put in my name, Eric. You save an extra $30, minimum order required. It is phenomenal savings, phenomenal food, and a phenomenal, phenomenal 100% satisfaction guarantee from the great folks at OmahaSteaks.com. Go to OmahaSteaks.com today. At checkout, put in Eric. Save an extra $30 off your already great order. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.